I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at Kind Farms Inc. All one word. That's K I N D P H A R M S I N C. And their website is kindfarmsinc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today on An Actor Despairs, we have one of my favorite actresses who's so beautiful and so kind, Halston Sage. You know her from things like Bling Ring, Neighbors, The Orville, Paper Towns, and Prodigal Son. Her career has taken off, and she's so giving and has such an amazing energy. I'm so grateful that she came on during this pandemic. It was really refreshing to have her energy, and I'm so excited for you guys to see it. Here it is. Austin Sage, welcome to An Actor Despairs. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, I'm excited. Thanks for uh, thanks for, st- for Skyping me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's funny. We were just talking about how we have like a bunch of mutual friends, but I'm such a big fan of yours. You know, I, I first discovered you in the bling ring and then I watched your career blossom from like neighbors all the way up to, you know, before I fall, Orville, and now you got Prodigal Son. You're killing it, and you're you're obviously in such a great place in your career. And it's been so fun watching you work, and you're so beautiful, and you have a great energy about you. I'm just so excited for all the things that are going to come your way. Thank you. This is. I feel like. Can you do this once a day? This is so yeah. nice. We'll keep each other. That's amazing. So you let. I usually start at the beginning. You grew up in L.A., right? I grew up in L.A. Um, My family is still in L.A. And um, I've been living in New York for the past year working on Prodigal Son, which has been really fun. But um, definitely a California girl at heart. Talk talk to me about growing up there, you know, because like I know I've talked to a few people that grew up in L.A. on the show. And obviously, you know, L.A. is the capital of entertainment. When you grew up, did you have an idea that the business was there or were you just focused on growing up? You know, it it was a little bit of um, all of that. (laughs) I think growing up in L.A., you're always surrounded by this business. And so um, you're always aware of it uh, to some degree. But I was busy riding horses. Like I started riding horses. Yeah, I was an athlete. I was um, riding, you know, six days a week, competing out of town on the weekends. And that was my life. um, My sister is a jockey turned breeder. What? 
My sister's a jockey turned oh, breeder. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, see? Oh, well, yeah. I'd love to talk to her. We should get her in on this. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I feel like, and it doesn't matter which part of the horse world you're in. It's like, you just share this huge love for these animals. Like I can't even talk about it without like, it just, oh, I know. So then was that like a big part of like, that was kind of your sport? Well, that was distracting me. So I, I was in school. I was going to school. Um, I went to high school in LA and, you know, I think when I was, I'd always wanted to act. Like I always put on little shows at the dinner table for my family and friends. And, um, you know, one day when I was younger, one of their, my parents, um, one of my parents' friends said, you know, she's got something like, let, let me represent her. And he was an agent um, oh, at a nice. big agency. And my parents were like, no, no, no. <laughs> let her grow up. <laughs> yeah, let her grow up. Yeah. And so I did. And and I kind of accepted that. And I, I w- did a couple school plays and, and went to the barn after school. And I was pretty happy with that until I turned 16. And, and you know, I think at that age, you're especially um in LA you're you're thinking about colleges and and applying um and applying out and just kind of trying to see the shape your life is going to take and I knew I wanted to try acting and you know I finally went to my parents and I said listen I'll never know unless I try I'd rather find out now while I'm in LA before I go uh, go off somewhere, um, to university and, and they were fully supportive at that point. I think they figured that I was, you know, a fully formed human enough to make my own decisions. I, you know, I, I don't blame them because at the time when I was younger saying I wanted to act, I also wanted to be a dentist. So, so you never really know what a a nine-year-old is really wanting to do when they tell you what they want to do. But uh, by the time I was 16, they were comfortable with the fact that I, I knew who I was as a person. I knew what I was passionate about. And, and they let me call up that agent friend of theirs who was, yeah, who was basically like, I, you were a cute kid, but I don't know if you can act. And I ended up making him a tape. Um, with an acting coach, I, I, who do you work with in LA? Um, I work with so many different coaches, but, um, do you know Tommy Draper? Yes, totally. That's my, that's my coach. (laughs) Hi. Oh, that's so fun. I love Tom. Tom He did the podcast. Oh yeah. I have to, I have to, oh, I love him. He's such a, he's a kind soul, but, um, Talking yeah, about so anyway, I made this tape. I did the parent chop. I was both girls. I sent sent it to him and he was like, Oh, this is interesting. I and I started auditioning and ended up on a pilot that year that got picked up the same week as high school graduation. And uh here I am. <laughs> wow. So then at eighteen is kind of when it really kicked into to full throttle for you? Yeah. So I started, you know, taking acting classes when I was around 16, started auditioning when I was 17 and got a pilot um, my senior year in high school that I ended up shooting and it got picked up. It was like the week college acceptance letters came out and the week of graduation. It was like very interesting timing. Um, Talk to me about that. Did that that decision like is that something you had to talk with your parents doing acting versus college? Was there... Was there a moment of like, which one am I going to do? Of course. I think, you know, at that point in your life, you're, 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 for anyone, you're so unsure what your future is going to look like. And, you know, I'm very lucky that I have extremely supportive parents and, um, are they artists at all? 
Uh, they in their own way, <laughs> uh, not in the traditional sense, but, um, but no, you know, my dad, uh, he's a business owner in the car business and my mom, you know, was in editorial before, um, raising all of us. And, and yeah, I, I just read your essay. You're, you're a great writer. Thank you. I love it. Thank you yeah. so much. Thanks. <laughs> I was excited. I was excited about that. It was also very therapeutic, I think, at the time to just like kind of write down it, what I was feeling to try to even understand it. So yeah. happy totally. that, that you liked it. So then yeah, talk- it, was, it wasn't like a black and white deci- decision with them. It was they they trusted me to, you know, follow my heart and to to do what I loved. And and so I I graduated and and it wasn't necessarily an either or I I started working and taking online college courses um, which I do to this day so um, yeah lucky to have that balance in my life and then talk to me about getting that pilot because like you know it's so it's so tough let alone for a pilot to get picked up and then when it gets picked up you know you're in it how did how was that kind of transition from going you know from an academic environment into just like film school, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's exactly, you're exactly right. And I guess I've never really thought of it like that, but it does. It's so true. It, it was deaf. It was as different as it could ever get, but, um, it was, um, I, I was just, I was lucky to have been working with an incredible group of people and I, it was a Nickelodeon show. So I think, you know, I was around kids my own age and which, which, you know, didn't, feel too different from a classroom but we just got to have um a lot more fun (laughs) (laughs) and you know steal golf carts in between uh filming and it was so it was kind of amazing because we were shooting at paramount which felt like a university campus totally so you know my dressing room we treated like my dorm and my mom helped me decorate it as if it was a Uh dorm room and i got a bike to ride around the lot (laughs) you're living Um, the dream it, yeah, it, yeah, so it was kind of like going to school in a way. And of course, you know, it was my first real time um, on on a set, really, and meeting new directors each week and working with writers. And um, and it was a huge learning experience that happened to be very, very fun as well. <laughs> That's amazing. And do you feel do you feel like as you kind of got into it, you started finding your rhythm and your voice and, you know, your 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 kind of uh style so to speak you know like was that something that on that first show that kind of back to what i said earlier that was your film school you know i think it if definitely in some ways um it taught me a lot about comedy because it was a sitcom and you know there are very what, what, what was it it was called How was to Rock. so it was called okay. How to Rock. and i um you know i i it, i did i i learned a lot about myself as you know, and a young actor and about how, you know, I, I worked best and, and you kind of learn to adapt to the way other actors on that set also work. And, um, and you take different ideas from different directors and, you know, something new sticks with you each week. So it's just, um, it was, it was really informative and, uh, and a great way to learn. Like I was very, very lucky um, to have had that onset experience as kind of my uh, classroom. That's so beautiful. And then when when that kind of wrapped up, where did you find yourself? Back to guest star, co-star, reoccurring auditions, movies, that kind of thing. 
I, yeah, I think at the time I ended up doing my first movie, which was ironically called the, the first time. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Uh, And that was, you know, just a small little pop in that movie. And I did a little pop in the bling ring. And then I ended up uh, flying back and forth while filming how to rock to, um, Massachusetts to work on grownups too, which was fun. And also like a huge learning experience to just be on set with those guys was incredible. And you got Adam Sandler, David Spade, all those legends. What was that like? I mean, it must've been good that you had that comedy experience to go to another, like, you know, comedy legend. Yeah. And just, you know, seeing the way that these guys make movies, I think just in it, it, inspired me in a way that made me feel like, oh, I could do this. Like it, it helped me see a future in this for myself. I was like, totally. if they can be doing this and having as much fun as they're having while, you know, making something so hilarious and, and that speaks to so many people on so many levels and makes so many people, you know, laugh and bring so yeah. much joy. Um, and they're having fun. Like to me, that was just the ultimate the ultimate version of success. And, um, and so I popped in and out of movies and then once how to rock ended, um, I ended up on another series, which was great for a while called crisis. Oh, amazing. And how was that experience? Was that a network drama or? Uh, Yes, it was, it was for NBC. Okay. And it was, uh, we shot in Chicago. I played uh, Jillian Anderson's daughter, which was very cool because I have so much respect for her. Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. And um, funny enough, Dermot Mulroney was on the show and he was just on the last uh, few episodes of Prodigal Son. So oh, no way. Yeah. Welcome full circle. Yeah. So I kind of followed that pattern of like show while squeezing in films during hiatus weeks and that sort of thing. And then what was it like switching into that kind of procedural dialogue, you know, because it's like that dialogue can be really tough because it's exposition and weird words. And, you know, it's very different than like HBO or or even grown ups. Like, was it tough switching tonally to that for you? You know, I I think something I've really loved about my career is the fact that I've been able to kind of jump between uh, drama and comedy the way that I have, because you get something so different from each experience. Like I didn't necessarily um, feel that transition as much as an actor. Cause my, my work ethic was very, it's the same, whether I'm doing a comedy or a drama, I, I prepare, I study and, you know, work with coach and, and show up prepared. And, and as you know, my new thing is this, like Tom Hanks said in his speech this year, I think it was at the Globes, you know, be on time, come with ideas. And, yeah. and so that's kind of how I operate, regardless of the genre of the project I'm working on. But, you know, tonally being on those sets is a very different experience. And that's what I think what I find so fulfilling is that you're on a drama, which has this very like focused energy and everyone yeah. is kind of living in this world together. And, um, and there's something kind of magical about that, but then it's also really fun to go to a comedy and be just as prepared as you are, you know, for, for, to film a drama, but be able to kind of let that go a little bit more and, and be loose on set and have fun with, um, with everyone you're working with. Um, yeah. 
That's amazing. And then, and now I'm curious, you know, because getting success really young can, can be a blessing and it can be a curse. And, you know, for some people, they go down crazier paths and everything I know about you, you're, you're an angel, you're amazing. And how did you stay grounded? I think having, first of all, thank you. But it's exactly what I just said. It's family, having friends and, and people in your life who you know, love and support you. And so you, you get happiness from them just as much as you get happiness from your work, which I think is important for those times that, you know, you aren't working as much or, um, you know, you're not on set. Were you ever going to visit your friends at schools that were in college? I went once, uh, once I went once and I went sake bombing and flip cupping Oh, what college? Uh, I'm going to leave that unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. But uh, it was fun. And um, I slept on, you know, the floor of my friend's dorm. And that was enough for me. Nice. Good. Yeah, it was fun. But then I also I also like to say that, you know, neighbors was like. Yeah. So then you got that, which kind of was the same thing. Right. You know, yeah, definitely knocked out the social aspect of of what I imagine college life to be like. You know, every day was a frat party, literally. And um, you got to work that, with like Efron, DeFranco, Seth Rogen, Rose Byrne. How was that experience? I mean, I mean Seth, Seth Rogen, you know, another comedy pioneer. You know, comedic heroes of mine. Rose Byrne to this day is one of my favorite actresses. You know, being on set with everyone um, while filming Neighbors was, it will always be one of um, my favorite working experiences. And 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 cool in a different way than any other set I'd been on because there was a lot of improv, which, yeah. um, which was kind of new to me and exciting. Um, and still is. And I'd love to be able to do another project like that because the energy on that kind of set is, um, is very, you know, contagious and, um, it looked like it was a blast. Was it every day? It just it looked so, so fun. fun. It was yeah. so, so fun. Like I, yeah, I look back on it, uh, very fondly. That's amazing. And then I know Paper Towns was like a really successful book. Did you have awareness of it before that? I script? did. No way. I did. My sister, my Kate, hi, Kate, is a dude. <laughs> and so I am too, by the way. Just we are huge John Green fans. Yeah. And I, I just remember, you know, seeing this script pop up on my email and thinking I – I might have to kill someone to do this movie. (laughs) (laughs) This will make me not only the coolest big sister in the world, but I will get to meet John Green. And I was just, I was so excited. Um, Had the Fault in Our Stars come out at this moment already? It had, it had. So, and you know, I'd, I'd read his other books looking for Alaska. And, and so it was, it was, it was a big moment for me and it was really exciting. And and then to actually film that movie was um, a really special experience too, because we were in North Carolina and oh, all nice. of the actors, we were all living in the same apartment building. Wow. Uh, and, you know, our director, Jake was really, um, he had this great instinct to kind of like build a relationship between all of us 
before we even started filming and by having us over for movie nights, we had, I think, you know, at that time we had every meal together. We, we met at the diner for breakfast. We met at the same diner for lunch, which was the same diner we went to for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) We're in North Carolina because I'm from Virginia. Oh, no way. Uh, Charlotte. Oh, nice. Charlotte's great. Yeah, it was great. It was so much fun. And, and, you know, I think that just, that was a cast that got very close um, very quickly. So the entire experience yeah. was um, was a little bit different than any other experience I've had because we were all just together all the time and going through this experience together and, and loving it. And obviously working with John Green and then the follow-up to The Fault in Our Stars, I imagine positioning-wise, that that really changed your career, you know, being such a huge part of that film. What what was it like after that? You know, where did you find yourself? Were you kind of choosing projects at this point that came your way? or? Yeah, I think it's always a combination. For me, at least, it's been a combination of both. You have some, some roles that are um, passed along to you and – some that you know you 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 fight for and and you know i you know you'll you could be offered something one day and then be in an audition room the next um you know next to your best friend and if there had been a knife in the room who knows what would happen totally (laughs) but but you know it's it's always a a balance of uh of both of those it's beautiful. And and at this point, you know, you, you had done a lot of comedy. What was, you know, I, I saw Before I Fall and I love that indie. I, I always love a good indie. Were you interested in tonally shifting, maybe doing something a bit darker? Yeah, I think that's actually what I loved so much about Before I Fall. I remember um, I remember meeting with our director, Rye, um, at a little cafe on Larchmont and I had just been coming off of Paper Towns and on paper before I fall felt very similar. And then when I talked to Rye, she just had this vision for um, the movie that was exactly um, like you say, just darker and very edgy for a a young adult um, for a a young adult film. And so it, it was it was great and uh, like you said very different than anything i'd done before and definitely something that i'd love to be able to do again yeah that's awesome was that a fun experience shooting that one it looked fun i it's so it was so fun i keep i feel like i've said that about every set i've been on but i've just you know been very fortunate i've been you know cast in groups of actors that have just been so incredible and and have taught me so much and you know who I've bonded with and it's you know it's a very intimate experience making a movie it's like you you get to know each other very quickly and um you're tested in different ways just throughout the filmmaking process you know process it's a it's uh long hours big days and it's not easy work sometimes. And so you, you, a lot is revealed very early on. And so that kind of forces you to get close to who you're working with in a, in a very um, accelerated way. That's amazing. And then I'm curious, you know, when you, you're in this amazing place in your career, 
are there like actresses that you're like at this point, you know, you're trying to figure out the path that you want to go down career wise as you continue to choose roles? Was there someone's career that you're like, I want to go, you know, was there a strategy in place for you or were you just kind of trying to make your own path? I think it's uh, a little bit of both. You know, I think that there are obviously um, careers that I admire. I, I think, you know, it, I've always loved how Julia Roberts has been able to kind of walk that line in between genres, between, you know, jumping between comedy and drama. And I, and I think, you know, Reese Witherspoon right now is really, she opened my eyes to a, 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 the ultimate career path, which is being able to not only act in the movies that you, you want to be a part of, but to produce them and, and, you know, turn these find stories that are important to you and speak to you in a way. Um, and then, you know, be able to, to, to bring them to a screen for people to see, which I think has kind of, um, has definitely inspired, you know, the direction of where I'd like to be going. <laughs> That's beautiful. And I'm curious, you know, cause you, you talked about how plays were a big part of your childhood. Was there mm-hmm. ever a, a, like, is Broadway something that you're interested in? Definitely, definitely. I think even just living in New York this past year, um, I was able to see more shows than I've ever seen in my entire life just because you're surrounded (laughs) by it, which is so fun. You know, in L.A., you can see theater here and there, but it's just in New York. My favorite thing to do would would be to buy tickets on a whim, you know, 30 minutes before showtime and and just walk in to a theater. Yeah. Oh God, it's a funny talking about that right now because it's. I know it's it's you know such a different world at the moment, different reality. But, um, but def yeah, I would love to get into theater. And then were there some filmmakers that like have been on your list that you really want to you know work with? Like I imagine at at this point, you know, you, there's a bunch of projects. You know, I know we're kind of on a pause right now with uh, everything, but has, is there a list that you have of people that you want to work with? Oh sure, I mean it's endless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. endless. But yeah. I mean, I love you know you mentioned Emma. I love Damien Chazelle. I'd love yeah. to work with Damien Chazelle. Um, you know, I th- I love James Mangold. He's, he's right. directed some of my favorite films. I'd love to do anything with Reese and her company. I think, you know, what they're doing um, at Hello Sunshine is incredible. Um, and then, you know, I, I I love working with people I've worked with as well. Like, I think it's also fun to be able to... to um, Go back and do it. Reconnect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know Simon Kinberg is one of um, Simon's great, a great, a good friend of mine, and and I would, you know, I do any of any any project he uh, was signed up for. So and and speaking of Simon Kinberg and, and sci-fi, you know, you had the Orville and you did X Men. What was it like going into those like big budget sci-fi shows? Was that something unique doing that? You know. Definitely, it was a completely unique experience, especially to me because I had not um, known a lot about uh, the sci-fi world at all. I, I so going into Orville was um, another of- great comedy pioneer, Seth MacFarlane. You know, for those who you know don't know, I mean, he created that and wrote that, right? That was his yeah. baby. Yeah, it was 
it, it is his baby, you know, and I think so that was really fun and, and being able to go back and watch some of the old Star Trek um, uh, series and films was also kind of informative to me in a different way than I had ever um, than I had ever really, you know, focused on. Yeah. And and. And, and, you know, and I've always loved the X-Men movies. I, I loved those movies so much because even though it did kind of take place in this, um, in, in this, like, uh, alternative universe, the characters felt so grounded and so totally. real. And that's also what I loved about Orville is that it, it was a sci-fi show, but the, it had a lot of heart. They both had a lot of heart. Yeah. Totally. What what keeps you grounded when you're working with like green screens and so much of this stuff is going to come together in post? How do you keep the realism in, in, in check? Because that can be really difficult for an actor. It's a good question. I think, you know, I, I had to figure it out even just for when I did Goosebumps. I had a scene with what was a werewolf. Um, but as we were filming it, it was a guy on crutches that had tennis balls on them (laughs) (laughs) kind of all fours (laughs) and that was my first experience kind of having to dig deep and um use my imagination which is also very fun you know and and it, it brings a new kind of focus to acting that um is challenging and rewarding totally and then I'm curious, like, as you continue to work, you know, I know we'll get to Prodigal Son eventually, but was there ever a thought about maybe, I know you did move to New York for the show, but before that, were you ever, were you going up for New York projects or was it kind of like you wanted to be in LA because that's where your family is? Um, I I was always open to moving around um, just because that was a part of this job that I've always really loved. I know I yeah. can always come home to Los Angeles, which is comforting. Um, but I've loved being able to live in different places. Crisis was shot in Chicago and all these films were shot in different places. Neighbors was in LA, but before I fall I was in Vancouver and, um, and I love New York. I yeah. have ways I have, and you know, it, it might have something to do with my family. I grew up going to New York a lot when I was younger we did a lot of family trips there especially around the holidays um so that we had a taste of winter (laughs) and and so it always i had this kind of special place in my heart that you know made me want to live there one day and and the opportunity to not only live there but work there is i mean that's the dream combo yeah, totally. And it's a, uh, talk to me about Prodigal Son. How's that experience been? It's been great. It's yeah. been it's been really amazing. It was, um, you know, I think just being able to work with such an incredible cast on such a uh, compelling show has been in the most exciting city in the world. Some people would argue it has yeah. just been one of the best experiences of um, of my career and. And you got some British Titans, Tom Payne, Michael Sheen, you know, I, I mean, some of the best of all time. What, what's that like, you know, getting into to the ring with those guys? You know, I, I feel like it always elevates you when you work with great actors. It does. It does. That's exactly how I've um, kind of explained it to people is just being on set with um, with everyone who's on Prodigal Son. It, it they all elevate you to a different level. And um It was, we had a bunch of different really cool uh, scenes that 
you know, or like an actor's dream, you know, my first scene that I actually shot with Michael was my character meeting him for the first time since she was five years old. Yeah. Because he had spent the last 20 years in prison. I, I think we can say it's not really a spoiler. He's a killer, you He's, know? Yeah. If people don't know that, we're in, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, that's, that's a different issue. But, um, but yes, so he is one of, you know, the world's most famous serial killers and i play his daughter ainsley um who is you know over the course of the first season basically investigating her own life because he was so young when her father was arrested and all she really knows of his past is what she's been told by her family or seen on the news old you know from or from old news clippings um and so i think she she reaches an age um, at the time that Prodigal Son takes place, where she feels, you know, responsible for kind of digging into um, her father's history and 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 finding out for herself, you know, how she feels about what he did. Yeah, totally. And I'm curious, you know, to talk to you about your process, like in comedy versus drama. Does it differ at all? Like when you're working on drama, do you approach it a different way? Because like obviously the way comedic lines land is going to be very different than the way dramatic lines land. And talk to me about that. It's a good question. I think, you know, I I. I like to, I love preparation. Like I love working. I love working with my coach. I love work. I love, you know, reading and rereading scripts and, and marking them up. And, um, and I think the one thing that is different in the way I prepare to walk onto a comedy set versus a drama is I like to kind of run jokes by people. It's fun to do on set too, but it's like that, like, I'm just, I love Tom Hanks. I feel like I'm talking about Tom Hanks so much. Tom Hanks is the man. That idea of like coming with ideas and, and comedy is, you know, fun in that way that there is no right or wrong way to do it. It's just kind of whatever sounds whatever makes people laugh the hardest is, is what they want to use in the edit. So it's good for them to have different versions to test with different, you know, uh, with different audiences. And so I think I, you know, when I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> when I'm memorizing my material for a comedy, I definitely like to do a, a lot of FaceTime with the family and with, <laughs> with friends. And like, friends like, which way's funnier? <laughs> and then sometimes, you know, like, they're like neither way, and then I have to go back and figure out a new something new, or or you know, um, you're on set and it, you know, you're you have a, a director throwing a brilliant idea at you, and it's. Uh, Has there been a lot of room for improv on those comedic sets you've been on? Yeah, I think that definitely the um, the environment that was most conducive to improv was definitely neighbors. I mean, neighbors was we'd shoot a version that was scripted and then, you know, Nick Stoller was so amazing and just kind of letting us, once we had the basic idea of the scene, just kind of letting us roll with it, which taught me so much and, and was, 
<laughs> really was really fun. And I did a little, I did a couple of weeks um, at the Groundlings Theater in LA when I first started oh, out. Nice. You, had, you had improv training. Yeah, I had had a little bit of training, which um, which always helps. But and I can't. I don't think we were recording when you and I were talking about this. But you just wrote a really beautiful piece, and and you're a writer. You know, talk to me about that. Have you always been writing your life? Like, was that something that like creative writing in high school? How did that happen? Um, thanks for reading it. Yes. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. What publication is it? So people can check variety, it out. Right. 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 Yeah. Yes. Um, so I basically, I wrote the piece. It was reflecting on, you know, this crazy time in the world and this new reality that we're living in with, um, coronavirus. But I have, I've always loved writing. You know, I think when I, when I was in high school, I was editor of my high school newspaper. I was taking summer creative writing courses, um, you know, I took one one summer at Brown University and wow, it's amazing. And yeah, I, I always have loved writing in it. I it's definitely something I'd like to pursue um, more than I have in the past. And I think especially just now having this time um, to really s- sit down and work on it has um, has made me realize how much I actually do love it. Outside of scripts, are you a big reader? Yes, I love, I love, 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 um, I love to read. And I think I kind of am always reading with the idea in the back of my mind of, can this be turned into a movie? Yeah. <laughs> is this a cool show? Is it, yeah. Well, and if that's not a great show, is that a cool character? Like that, that was actually one of the, the first draws of Prodigal Son um, to me was I had, I had seen on Amazon like a book called a serial killer's daughter. And I had taken a picture with it of it on my phone and like stored it as a character idea. Cause oh, I just, nice. I was, yeah. Yeah. Um, like the mentality of, you know, living in a world where you share blood with someone who has the capacity to kill people was so interesting to me. And then this happened and then it, this, and then oh, I got, yeah, the, so it's so serendipitous. How it that was happened. very weird. It was one of those like, what? what, 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 what and it's a podcast, so you can't see, but I'm like, shifting <laughs> around like crazy because it was such, it was interesting timing. But, um, but yeah, always reading with, with the thought of being able to turn it into something for the screen. And I, I know we spoke earlier about Reese. Any thoughts about maybe one day starting your own company? Do you have any interest in like directing and producing? Definitely. That is definitely the next step um, for me. I, I, I feel like I'm always kind of unofficially shadowing directors, especially this past season of Prodigal Son. I've been paying really close attention to um, to how they operate and how they they work each episode, because it's definitely something I'd like to get into. And, and for those listening, can you kind of break it down what it's like every week to work with a new director? Is that is that tough? Is that rewarding? I can imagine it's probably a mix of a lot of things, you know, it is, it is, it is yeah. a mix of a lot of things. I think we were so lucky on the show to have such an amazing group of directors, you know, join us week to week. Um, and it is always, you know, it's always fresh. It's always new. And it's always, it, and kind of, you know, that's the benefit you have as well it's, is that you're getting, a different take and a different opinion on the character that you know so well, which is always, um, you know, fun to play around with. 
That's beautiful. That's amazing. And so I'm curious, you know, we we spoke about your essay, like what's what's inspiring you right now? You know, I know it's it's been bleak for the whole world. And I'm in New York, you're in L.A. and, you know, some of the hardest hit cities in the world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what's what's keeping you inspired right now? Uh, Watching a lot of old films, um, you know, I I kind of decided to take this time to go back and watch some of the classics that I hadn't seen yet. Um, which, Any fun ones? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So, where do I begin? I mean, I just rewatched The Apartment last night. That's one of my all time favorites. Yeah. All time favorites. But, um, and Nancy Myers just came out with a list. I don't know. I'll send it to you. Oh, yes. <laughs> of, of, of the best movies to watch right now to keep your creative spirits lifted. But I've also found, um, a lot of comfort in, you know, talking to my friends and, and over FaceTime and, um, kind of finding new ways to be creative, like writing an essay for a variety or, um, I have, I'm staring at a guitar right now. <laughs> do, you, do you play music? I, I, I do now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you got to play like Rockwood when you come back to New York. <laughs> um, but, you know, just, and finding just new ways to kind of stay busy and um, also feel productive. Yeah. And I- I'm curious to talk to you because like now, you know, we live in a world where so many corporations are doing original content. And unfortunately, you know, I would say for a lot of for maybe worse, a lot of movies now are only about like corporate properties or comic books. And we're seeing kind of the death of the indie movie and that like that market's kind of moving to television in this time. Like what what is interested you project wise? You find yourself more drawn to television or do you like I mean, you did do an X-Men movie. Did you like living in that that big world? I'm not. Oh, yeah. No. I, yeah. How could you not? I mean, you walk onto that kind of set and it's its own universe, which is so exciting and so fun to experience. Um, and I, I guess I don't, I don't really think in terms of TV versus film at this point, because content across the board is, um, is, is, you know, equally as incredible. And so to, you know, to, limit yourself to one or the other, I think is a thing of the past, which is um, lucky for us. Yeah, it doesn't need to be binary. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not. And so, you know, just kind of, you know, seeing which characters I'm drawn to and, um, and, you know, and kind of following a career path in that way. That's beautiful. And uh, were, were you guys able to finish your season or did it get shut down early? It's a good question. We had shot the entire se- uh, series out of order. Wow. So you did block shooting. We did. Or, we did do block shooting yeah. to accommodate different actor schedules. And we lucked out in the sense that we shot the final two episodes of Prodigal Son in February. Oh, wow. So we were cut. We were very close to the end of production. Um, we were... Um, cut two weeks short and we have incredible showrunners and editors who were able to somehow do without those middle two episodes and bridge together the gap between um, the episode that had aired and then the the two 
two final shows. So yeah, we, is it is it is it on Monday the final that that yeah, airs over the course of the next two weeks? The next, next two weeks. The next two weeks will be the the series finale, and um, and it's exciting for us because you know it, the show was able to to end in the way that the writers had and producers had always envisioned because we had shot them out of order. Um, so it's, you know, there's, there's no alternate ending to the season. It's exactly the way that it was supposed to play out, which, um, is exciting, not only as an actor, but, you know, I'm hoping also for the audience. Yeah, totally. And are there any other projects that you have coming out soon? You know, I think everything's on hold right now, which is so tricky. It's, I know. And, you know, it's, it's, you just have to, you know, be grateful that we're healthy and and that your loved ones are healthy and hope that, you know, the world kind of heals itself and, and, you know, and just kind of hang tight in the meantime. Well, and and for the young, like Halston females or even the males that are 16 or 18 and they're wanting to get in this business, any words of wisdom that you would pass them, those kind of starting out trying to figure this whole thing out? Now yeah. that you've had all this experience, you know, <laughs> and uh, you're well taking over the world. <laughs> um, well, again, I like, are you free tomorrow at 11? Is that yeah, what? yeah, we'll do it. We'll call it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's, I think I would always just say, and no matter what you do in life to, to do it with heart, you know, that was something my horseback riding trainer taught me when I was 11 years old, you know, was, whatever you're doing, do it with heart. Um, you know, I heard my, my mom is involved with a couple of different, um, charity organizations. And I also remember a speech from one of, um, the get in touch events, which is, uh, breast health awareness organization. Dr. Christy Funk gave a speech about how, when you're doing something, do it right. Like if, even if you're doing a hundred things in one day while you're doing the one thing you're doing, do it, do it right. Do it well, focus on it and put your heart and put your energy into it. And that's something that's um, always stuck with me that I've never actually said, I don't think out loud to someone, but um, it's definitely advice that I take myself. So (laughs) that's so beautiful. I really appreciate that. That's amazing. And uh, I don't, I don't know if you can answer this without, giving away like is there going to be a season two of prodigal song uh, i don't know i <laughs> give it away i you know it's it's that thing of i think that a lot of actors are feeling that you know what once was is is different now yeah. and you know we're all just kind of um waiting and and you know sending thoughts and prayers and well wishes um to people who are, are not well and, you know, sending love and, you know, huge heartfelt things to healthcare workers and everyone who's working outside in the community who ha- has to kind of help us keep society alive. So, um, yeah. so hopefully prodigal son too, once, you know, once we get through this, but. And then we got to get you in a Broadway play too. Okay. <laughs> I'll write it. We'll go. Yeah. I love. Okay, deal. Yeah, done. 
Locked and loaded. Dude, this is recording, right? Halston, <laughs> yeah. I got so much love for you. You're you're so oh, amazing as an actress. So nice. You're so beautiful, and you got such great energy about you. And and there's going to be such an amazing future. It's just getting started. I'm going to have to have you back on the show. You know, I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I'll <laughs> and we'll, we'll have to hang in New York. Yes. Uh, yes, I love it. I can't amazing. wait. I can't wait to be back there. And then for those, you know, that want to kind of stay in touch, what's the best way? Instagram for those listening? Yes, Instagram. I, I, I'm on Instagram a lot these days. <laughs> so. <laughs> All are. House <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stage, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.